Welcome to the Walk On Mentality Podcast, where we interview CEOs, entrepreneurs, pro athletes, endurance athletes, and other professionals who at one point in their life were a walk-on and talk about how those experiences translate into the real world. What's up, everybody? It's your host, Jackson Mitchell, and I'd like to welcome you all to the Walk On Mentality Podcast. Today's episode is a very special episode because it's the first official interview of the podcast, and we've got a very special guest joining us today, a good friend of mine, Dylan Dickman's in the studio. What's up, Dylan? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, it's great to have you here. Super excited to get to chop it up. Um, For those of you who don't know, Dylan and I played football together in college, so this is going to be a little walk down memory lane for us, and uh, I'm excited for y'all to get to hear some of his wisdom and... uh, Let's let's get right into it. So, Dylan, um, tell tell the followers, tell the fans a um, little bit of background information about you. You know, where are you from? Where'd you go to school? Um, what sport did you play? Things like that. Yeah, yeah. So, originally from McKinney, Texas. Uh, just born and raised. Pretty boring upbringing, you know, out in the suburbs. Uh, just played football and basketball all growing up. Just pretty normal lifestyle coming through, but, you know, ended up, uh, coming up out of high school and I mean, just lowest of the lows of the recruiting pool, you know? So, I mean, I was like, when we're talking about walk-on mentality, like I was the ultimate walk-on, right? So, uh, but got lucky enough, just found a spot at SMU, begged enough, um, from the, uh, recruiting coach to I forget, you know what his title is, but he, uh, he let me come on. He was like, yeah, yeah, fine. Just quit emailing me, I think. So, <laughs> so uh, you, so you said, um, recruiting lowest of the lows. So like why SMU? I mean, was, was that kind of the place you wanted to go then? Or like, did you send your film to many different places or what was that kind of, um, experience like if you will yeah so I mean I you know I was I was a decent football player in high school so really just had a bunch of like d2 d3 schools reach out to me and just uh, you know I took a couple visits out there it was I mean but I was not I'm not a I was not gonna go to a d3 school so right just kind of you know just what drudge through it a little bit but uh it was it was kind of cool because you know growing up in McKinney I mean I SMU was like the crown jewel to me like just walking through that campus as a middle school or high schooler just I was like I, I want to go here I actually told my mom we went to an estate sale down the road and uh-huh. we walked through the campus just out of you know we just kind of rolled up on it and I think it was 12 or 13 she loves telling the story but she was like <laughs> I was like I'm I'm gonna go here wow and so kind of dream came true uh School-wise, but uh, football not so much. Right, right, yeah. No, I uh, I feel that sentiment because you know for those of you listening, I went to SMU as well and played at SMU Stadium a couple times um, in high school. I watched you play there. Yeah, yeah. When I was in high school. Yeah. yeah. So so played a couple times there in high school, and I never really noticed like the campus. I just we would pull up on Ombi, I think the street was like mm-hmm. right there alongside the stadium. We pull up get off the bus, play the game, 
get back on the bus and leave. And I just never... Because you're always getting your ass kicked. <laughs> and well, we were soft like Carol, so I mean, it was a little different story back then. Once we were at SMU, yeah, I mean, maybe a little bit more. But but back in that day, we were dubs only. Um, so yeah, okay, so lowest of the low. Um, D2, D3 school, went to SMU, obviously a prestigious academic institution. Mm-hmm. Uh, so talk me through kind of the experience when you did come on campus you know coach Seagal said yeah let's let's do it let's have him walk on what was it like yeah. when you got there did you feel welcome or what was that like because um, I think a lot of people you know everybody hears walk on everybody sees the scholarship receiving video the kid who got the ball kicked to him and it exploded with a scholarship uh-huh. letter in it right but I don't think many people really know kind of what goes down behind the scenes for walk on so like when you when you pulled up on campus, what was it like? So, I mean, you know, I was like a normal student. Like, <laughs> you know, like I didn't have like summer workouts. Like no one was like taking me to my dorm room, showing me around. Like, oh, like welcome to campus. We're so glad to have you here. No, it was like I went to orientation with all the regular Mustang students. Mustang Corral. Oh, yeah, Mustang Corral. <laughs> and... Uh, and then, you know, I had a certain day I had to show up for practice, you know, into the school, into the school year. Uh, and I showed up and I didn't have any gear. Like, I had to, like, find my way up to Coach DeGaulle's office. And he was like, like an afterthought. I was like, oh. Oh, who are you? Uh, hello. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, 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 Dylan, come on. And uh, so then, you know, the first few days, like, no pads, all that. <clears throat> and just, I didn't know anyone. Like the whole team had the whole summer, like including the freshmen, you know, freshmen scholarship players get there in June, a little earlier than June. I got the whole summer to, you know, hang out together, be on the team. Mm -hmm. I got none of that. So came on. So a little bit of an outcast. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, like my last name's Dickman. Right. So it's like, you know, I've been dealing with that my whole life. So off to a bad start. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> hey, you know, just some little scrawny dude. But uh, yeah, and then I just remember, you know, because I wasn't afraid to get out there. So I just, first day of full pads for me. Uh, I just went out there. I was a scout team kick return. And Zach Line, who played in the NFL for six or seven years. Yeah, I think just, maybe even like nine. Yeah. Uh, he just uh, retired. Like, yeah. Recently, yeah, I mean, yeah. beast, yeah. all pro, probably just talking out of my ass here, but you know, one of the best fullbacks in the NFL. Yeah, uh, just demolished me. Like I've <laughs> never been hit that hard in my life. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that was like I was backpedaling. He put me straight on my ass. I was like, okay, well, <laughs> this is college ball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was kind of a it's kind of a uh, welcoming experience for sure. Right, and that was your freshman year, so straight out the gates. Trying to trying to become known, um, you know, from a position where nobody really knows you. How much of that? I mean, I mean, I played with you, so I know right. hard head, stiff body, like not yeah. not afraid of contact by any means. Do you think? I mean, is that something that started in high school, or do you think you kind of had a little bit of a chip on your shoulder coming into a program where literally nobody knew who you were, yeah. and trying to get noticed and stand out? Like what? Why were you that way, do you think? Or is that something that's just been always been kind of your vibe? You know, so I always kind of go back to there's like a few like very specific moments in football I remember. <clears throat> and 
seventh grade. I had, I, you know, I was basically a walk-on in seventh grade too, right? So, <laughs> right. Uh, Some things know, never change. Or exactly. So, just my whole life. But uh, I was doing Oklahoma drill. And, you know, I the seventh grade was my first year playing tackle football. I had no idea what I was doing. Very, you know, first few days of practice is Oklahoma drill. Real smart, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so wait, before, before you go, so for those of you listening who don't know what Oklahoma drill is, basically... You got an offensive lineman, a defensive lineman, a running back or some sort of skill position. And then on the other side, you have a linebacker or some sort of defensive position that is going to... The goal is to stop the runner from scoring or from crossing the line, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Um, so you were, I'm assuming, holding the ball in this scenario? Or I was the holding the ball, yes. Okay, so go ahead. Um, so I just remember lining up and I don't know why they picked... I mean, this kid that had been held back probably three or four times. <laughs> <laughs> then Willie Wilson. I mean, he was one of the best athletes I've ever been around in my life. Just could dunk in sixth grade. Like, ridiculous, yeah. right? So, yep. stand across, you know, seventh grade O-line, D-line, that means nothing. This kid just comes around and just smashes me, like plants me into the ground. And I just remember, like, my coach picked me up by my face mask. And he was like, there's no room for soft asses on the football field. I'll never forget that. Yeah. Like, spit in my face. Just. So from seventh uh, grade, tough as nails. And then, so, yeah, from that, from then on, I was like, I'm going I'm to sell out, sell out, you know? Mm-hmm. Just put my body out there. Absolutely. And you just kind of, you know, get the feel of it, so. Yeah, no, I, uh, I think I had a position coach, I think it was Coach Mack, who said, if a puppy doesn't bite when they're a puppy, then they won't bite when they're a dog. Mm-hmm. So, to that point, you know, if, Mm-hmm. You started hitting like that in seventh grade. That's just part of who you are. Oh yeah. And it, and like you said, it continues to develop and grow as you get older and more experienced. But that's just kind of a dog mentality. A dog is a dog. It's always yep. going to be a dog. So mm-hmm. um, I got you. I'm barking. Yeah. Facts. So <laughs> um, okay. So that's freshman year. Lit up Zach line. Talk talk to me a little bit more just about kind of your path. You don't you know go into as much detail as you want, but talk to me about the experience coming up through the program, yeah. um, you know, up until the point you graduated. Man, I uh, just did not have the best first two to three years, right? I mean, like, I was just working my ass off, weight room. I wasn't eating, right? So, you know, I wasn't going full out. But, Big boy. Yeah, exactly. But uh, on the practice field, like, practice was my game day, right? Mm-hmm. As a walk-on, it's got to be, so... I just go out there and just sweat my ass off for two hours every day of practice and just zero output, right? I mean, like, I think you were talking about it in your intro. I was listening to a little bit earlier. Like, I was sitting in the stands as a freshman, like the stand, like with the frat boys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no disrespect to the frat, the frat boys. No, nah, I'm yeah. not. A, you know, like that was not me. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, just sitting up there, like, and I just remember, like, one of my buddies came back and he was like, "Like, aren't you on the football team?" Right. And I was like, "Okay, I don't know if I'm gonna keep coming back to these <laughs> games. <laughs> I'm gonna watch from TV, but you know, we weren't even on TV, so that was nice." But mm, uh, yeah, dope. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. Uh, you know, pr- pretty uh, pretty low points throughout those first three years, and just kind of kind of just worked my way through it, and mm-hmm. just never really uh, just I just stuck with it. You know, I was with my boys, so 
didn't really didn't really think too much about it you know after the first four or five months you know yeah, yeah. just kind of got used to the grind just kind of focused on what you really could control for sure um, you know kind of pushing through the bad times and yeah was it like uh I know this is gonna get better or was it more of like a, oh. I signed up for this and like I'm not gonna quit or did you have <laughs> moments where you thought like hey maybe this really isn't for me for sure yeah for sure but I don't know, like, I've just kind of been this way my whole life, like, seventh grade, I told you I wasn't the best, like, got told to play a different position, you know, just was going to be on the B team, bottom of the barrel, yep. just worked my way up, and just had a few experiences like that coming up, and a little bit of success at the end, that just kind of kept kept me coming, you know, kept the right. carrot on the stick, so, uh, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, I just... One of the another specific memory I have of football was, uh, you know, game day, mm-hmm. which was practice, right? Yeah, so, yep, yep. Uh, probably Tuesday afternoon, we were doing some sort of drill, and you know, this is in the June Jones era. It's June, if you're listening, you know, uh, yeah. Um, he so we had zero structure in practice, right? So we have a bunch of people in this drill just sitting back, lazy asses, back of the line. Not wanting to go. You know, we're practicing in the morning. It's cold. Not me. I'm up there, like, just cranking it, sprinting every single time down the field. It was this full-length kickoff drill, right? So, mm-hmm. went down there, and I had just been coming back and, like, was going to the back of the line. But the back of the line was just staying in the back of the line. There were, like, three or four <laughs> kids that were rotating, right? Right. So, I come up. I've probably run my ass down the field 25 times. I go up again. June Jones comes over and and stops the entire drill. Like, he's not running it. He's just sitting there watching. He says, let's get someone who's actually going to play in here. Points at me. And so I was like, damn. Like, I see you standing here watching this shit happen. Like, you know, that was honestly probably the, the roughest point where I was like, I walked back in the locker room that day and I was like, you know, this ain't it. Maybe, maybe it's time to to hang them up. Yeah, but but you didn't. I didn't. And that was what you said, year three. It was yeah, probably start of year three, like very beginning. Wow, wow. So yeah, no, that's uh, I think that's like pretty like. I mean, that's a phenomenal story for like kind of a walk on experience. Like, again. You hear this dude who is giving literally everything he has. Like, there's people who are at the university on scholarship. They're getting their education paid for. Um, And, you know, there's people there who are getting their education paid for who, you know, they work their tail off too. But this is a guy who isn't getting that but is, you know, running his body into the ground for a program that is going to tell him, like, you're kind of wasting our time and your time because you're not going to play. Um, but it's just the consistency. It's to keep coming back. It's the, the work hard regardless of the outcome um, mentality. I think that you definitely have an exhibit. Uh, and I think certainly a lot of walk-ons have that same mentality. But that's, that's certainly that story is a testament to that. Um, so that's, that's year three. Move on to year four, and I'm definitely, definitely <laughs> trying to get something out of you because I was with you. I'm, you know what I'm saying? You're my boy. Yeah. So. Talk to me about the low, uh, yeah, the low of the the journey, and what that was like. So, 
Yeah, a little, little uh, foreshadowing there. But uh, year four, new coaching staff, which was just the perfect thing that could have happened for me. I mean, I, I'd been practicing way harder than anybody else on the team, including you. Yeah. <laughs> Can't say I agree, but you know what I'm saying? For the, for the podcast, we'll just say, okay. Yeah, yeah, come on. Give, yeah, me, give me something. So uh, uh, I was just leaps and bounds better than I had come in at the program, right? Like, yeah. And I remember, I mean, so I'm, I'm a year behind Dylan, um, but I remember, like, dude was in beast mode. I mean, in the weight room, summer workouts, like, he was killing it for sure. Um, and I was I was super pumped for him. I mean, this is, this is one of my best buddies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm a person who loves to see my brothers shine and do well. So I'm, I'm super pumped, and I see the work. And so go ahead, Dylan. Continue. Yeah. So new coaching staff, you know, I had – maybe two or three snaps uh, throughout my junior year, which was just kind of Nolan Boyd anyway, um, of film that they could watch. So they were like, Dickman, ah, who's this kid? Same deal, bottom of the barrel, right? Mm-hmm. But Coach Morris, who came in and just was giving everyone an opportunity, just saw something in me, I guess, that was... I can't. I don't. I don't know what he saw. If it was just my work or if my actual performance on the field. But you know, one day uh, in practice, I remember I, it was one of our good buddies, Jarvis Pruitt, who I was just kind of working, and he was, you know, one of the. He played a lot, right? Scholarship like, guy, scholarship dude. Yeah, yep, exactly. Yep, good like, player from Houston. Huge dude, right? So, and I was working him, right, and. Uh, it's probably because he was tired. He'd been on the field for a while, so or because you're a dog. Yeah, but that's whatever. True. That's true. You know, I'll, I'll give it to myself. But <laughs> um, Coach Morris came on the field and said, "Dickman, you're gonna play for me, son." And that I I could have cried. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my finally, god!" Finally, some recognition. Somebody, right? right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was that was a pretty uh, pretty gratifying experience right there. So, um, but. Back to the low that you were alluding to in the beginning, uh, probably four or five practices before the season started, tore my ACL. So, mm. that was another, you know, that's that's less about the uh, the walk-on experience, more about just football in general. I mean, everyone deals with injuries, but you right. know, season-ending injury, the, like right before I'm about to like get on the field and really just see my efforts come to fruition really right but i i I bring it up because i think it's a testament to your mental toughness your physical toughness to fight through that physically i mean you know you can talk about it if you want but i know how the pit was um Mm -hmm. just getting beat down on by the by the strength staff Mm -hmm. and knowing that like i'm gonna still continue to have to work my butt off but like i can't get on the field now and not because of my playing ability but yeah because I physically cannot. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, obviously that's a, a tough experience, a bad experience, but for like sure. it, it just like exemplifies those character traits that I see mental toughness, physical toughness, the work ethic. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, you know, you're talking about junior year, how um, essentially you were in beast mode um, working out. That's toward the end of junior year, you know, better than ever. 
but now you're in this pit. But even still, mm-hmm. dude, I remember being in the weight room and being like, how is this dude getting so strong while he's hurt? Like I used to be like, I'm, I can't, I can't push that weight. I'm completely healthy. I don't, I'm like, I yeah. don't understand what's going on right now. <laughs> um, you know, I love it cause like I want everybody to be the strongest that they could, but yeah. But I, I just think that's a testament to, to the mental toughness uh, that you embody and things like that. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's why I wanted to bring it up. Yeah, um, no, for sure. And, and honestly, like, uh, I think it was one of the best things for me. So, yeah. I mean, just coming out of football, I mean, like, you know, 12 games I missed, whatever, right? right. I mean, what happens, happens. But uh, I think that was the biggest point of my life to this point where I, I just had to, I mean, I, I'd worked my ass off, you know, up to this point, right. Since I was young, but mm-hmm. with zero, like literally zero hope for anything, right. I had to come on, come to work every single day, like in the pit, like you were saying, like the pit was this, just ungodly place where <laughs> the all the hurt kids in practice had to go and just do these crazy workouts with our strength staff and uh, it was just, you know to dissuade people from faking an injury and getting out of practice <laughs> which we had plenty of exactly but you know for guys like me who actually have torn ligaments it's a different <laughs> story and yeah I just got to be there but um, I mean coach coach true Tremaine Carroll one of the hardest working dudes I know like Still think about him to this day when I'm in the weight room, when I feel like quitting. I mean, anywhere, yep. at, in, the, in the office, workplace, wherever. He, uh, he, I just, I must have been dragging ass one day. He was like, hey, like, this is your time. Like, I need you to step up and be a leader on this team and show these guys, like, by example, like, what it means to be an SMU Mustang. And I yeah. was like, God damn, like... Let's go. Let's go. Like, <laughs> like I felt like crying, not because, like, he inspired me, but, like, because I was dealing with some shit. Right. But, uh, I mean, man, I just, you know, just kind of took that opportunity to, uh, to just really work on my leadership abilities, both, both vocally and uh, as an example, um... And so I, I really think it was a pretty good experience for me. Yeah, so. man. And, and again, shout out to Coach True. Um, just to, to tag along to what mm-hmm. Dylan just said, you know, Coach True, uh, there's one term that he used to always talk about in the weight room, which was a cat daddy. Mm-hmm. And a cat daddy was somebody who <laughs> knew a little bit about a lot of things. And then there was the opposite. That was somebody who knew a lot about one thing or very few things. And if you were like, if you were killing it, you were a cat daddy. Um, and I think like for me, when I think about my professional life, just just life now, life after sports. Like I still want to be a cat daddy. Oh yeah. Uh, so, shout out Coach True, um, <laughs> number love and respect. Cat but daddy for life. Facts. But uh, yeah. I mean, so you know, did you have another season? Did you get a chance to get back on the field? Um, talk me through that, and then you know, I kind of want to get into now professional life. Uh, yeah. And and what you're doing now. Yeah. So. I did. I did. So, uh, I, I stuck around, uh, just had, you know, I kind of weighed my options. That was my senior year. So I graduated from, uh, my undergrad degree and, uh, just kind of weighing my options. Like, damn, do I want to go out? Do I want to give this football thing one more shot? Like I still don't have a scholarship because I didn't get a chance to play last year. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, just kind of talking to the coaches back and forth, 
trying to figure it out. And I was like, I've come way too far to just give up now. So came back around for one more year and that was, uh, I mean, I'll never forget that year. I mean, just stick around for what got a amazing opportunity to go to grad school, but, uh, even better opportunity to stick around with my boys and just play one more season. So yeah, got, uh, got one more chance and finally got on the field and there it is. Had a lot of fun. So would you say, would you say that that last year was the best year? Oh, easily. Yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, we didn't even have that. You know, we, it was a tough season, but you right. know, I, like I'll never forget that experience. Yeah, beating Houston, rushing the field, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Um, that that little what do they call us? That little the little private school. Yeah, down a little the road. private school up in Dallas. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot, mm-hmm. a lot of good memories from that uh, from that last season, man. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, so for the listeners, you know what? Uh, what did you study? You know what are you what are you doing yeah. nowadays? So I actually studied biology and then my undergrad and then I went to business school for uh, my fifth year. But uh, so kind of, you know, same story all over again, kind of lost boy <laughs> going out in the world, just didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, stuck around in this little gig for six months straight out of college was not what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. not where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I actually got a pretty amazing opportunity with a former teammate of ours, also a walk-on. Yep. One of the hardest working dudes I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, reached out to me, Jordan Miller. Uh, forever grateful for him. Uh, yeah, hoping to get him on the show. Oh, for sure. You got to get him. Amazing story. Yeah. Uh, Forbes 30 under 30. Yep. Just absolutely crushing it right now. Um, he... Just calls me up one day and he's like, hey, I got a couple job opportunities at this little company I'm starting called Titus Industrial. A little small manufacturing distribution company. I mean, was small at the time, has grown since. Uh, So got my chance to just kind of start all over again, you know, a little guppy in the pond. Yeah. Starting at a company with, you know, seven or eight people. Wow. Uh, So uh, didn't know much, but... Yeah, now I'm, uh, I've grown since, and you know I'm on the I'm somewhat of a senior leader in the organization. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's awesome, man. So I mean, what I hear in that, you know, little little summary of what you're doing nowadays is, it's very similar to kind of your experience um, coming into the program at SMU. Like little dude didn't really know what was going on, yeah. but worked your butt off in, you know, at school, maybe it took a little bit more time, but here, I mean, it's yeah. the same principles, you know, you work your butt off and mm-hmm. you're rewarded for the work mm-hmm. you put in. I mean, you've, like you said, kind of worked your way into a little senior leadership position. Um, and I mean, that's huge. Like there's no, there's no way around that. That's huge. Yeah. And it's only a, in a, a result of the hard work you've put in. And yeah. so the same principles that, um, you've been you know putting into motion or the same principles i guess you've been living by since you were sounds like really like in seventh grade for sure are the same things that are you know propelling you to success now as a young professional definitely um and that's pretty special man because like like i said earlier like the walk-on side of collegiate athletics is a side that you know people who watch on television i feel like only really see like the frilly, the good stuff. They yeah. see, like I said, the the scholarship video where, um, 
you know right. the prank happened or whatever whatever the case may be, which those things are great. Yeah. But I think that what's even better than the the scholarship rewarding videos yeah. is the grind, oh, the behind sure. the scenes, the grunt work, the the showing up early, leaving late, like the doing the role that nobody wants to do, like I mean, running down on kickoff, you know, fifty two times, only to get told like yeah. you're not gonna touch the field. Definitely. Like that stuff builds character. Definitely. Um I mean that's what you, I mean I glazed over the part where I actually got to play, right? Like I played a lot. <laughs> right. Like I had a great season, like right. so much fun. But like I mean I barely remember that stuff. Like what I remember is just one, I mean, apart from being in the locker room with my best friends in the whole wide world, uh, just absolutely cranking through and just trying my best to just get a little bit better every single day. And that's, you know, still how I try to live my life now. I mean, I just get in the office and try to, you know, I try to get a workout in before I go in the office, but, you know, uh, uh, so still stuck to that grind, but. I don't know if it's it's more of a inherent characteristic that guys like you know yourself or any other walk on has that's just born with it. You know the mm-hmm. stick to it, grind through it, whatever it takes mentality. Right. Or if it's the experience. Yeah. I mean, what do you what? I mean. Yeah. I don't know. I uh, I don't know, man. I've I've thought about this a lot too, like because I. I very much feel like humbly like I'm different than a lot of people. You're different than a lot of people. Like, and I've I've also wondered, okay, was I just was I just born like this? Is it in my DNA to wanna to wanna bring people up, to wanna work hard, to wanna inspire and do all these other things? Like, is that part of my DNA, or is it a result of what I've experienced? I don't know. I think it maybe be a combination of the two. Probably. Um, but either way, like, I think it's a great bag to have like it's a great a great combination um oh yeah you know hard hard workers who want to see others shine and who who want to grind because they love it not because they have to like i think it's a special thing mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know but man this uh this has been awesome i can't thank you enough for coming on this has been really cool it's, no doubt. it's funny because I mean, you're one of my best buddies, and I learned stuff about you on this show today that I didn't know about you till today. Yeah. So, appreciate your transparency. Appreciate you coming on. No doubt. Um, to the audience, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Um, you know, this is one of many. I look forward to the the interviews to follow. I thank you guys for listening. Uh, you know, like, share, subscribe, repost, get the word out. You know, these are going to be some really awesome stories that continue. Awesome stories like Dylan. Uh, stories like mine and, and other guys and, and girls too um, so get the word out and uh, yeah I appreciate you guys for uh, for listening this is your host Jackson Mitchell live with Dylan Dickman signing out I appreciate y'all